0: you're listening to How She Creates. I'm your host, Lauren Hooper. This podcast is for the curious, the wanderer and the wonderers, the playful and the joyful. Every week, we are going to explore how to design a life full of creativity and whimsy. Now let's get curious and go explore something. Welcome to another episode of How She Creates. I am so grateful that you are here hanging out with us today, and we are talking about creating good in your neighborhood and town using your creativity. I am thrilled with today's guest, Quinn. She is such a force for creativity and creating good and color in the world, and I am really excited to have her here. Quinn. Quinn. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much. I'm excited to chat with you. All these topics are near and dear to my heart, so I'm looking forward to what we discuss.
0: Yeah, you're just like the perfect um, example of all of these things that I'm excited to highlight um, through this series. So can you give us a quick background on who you are?
1: Yes. uh, Well, as Lauren mentioned, my name's Quinn Tempest. Hello. And yes, that is my real name. In case you were wondering, a lot of people think I sound like Marvel's next superhero. But uh, for now, my only superpowers really are digital marketing strategy, graphic design, brand strategy so i work with entrepreneurs to help them uncover their unique purpose and bring it to life through everything that they do i've also been very involved with my local community here in downtown phoenix arizona and so a few years back i co-founded an organization with my now husband called this could be phoenix all about really helping the community imagine what they wanted For the future of our city. And so I got really involved with that, advocating for downtown Phoenix, as well as public transportation, and that really led me to some really more ingrained roles at the city level and on different boards making, or at least trying to make, real transformative change here in my local area. So that's a little bit about me, about the community, and the business side of my life.
0: You're doing so many cool things, and I'm so excited to dig into them, Uh, but let's start the way we always start because you said a lot of things that might not sound creative on the outside, but you are so creative. If you guys follow her on Instagram, it is even more colorful than mine. Uh, She is so talented, and yeah, she's a really fun person to follow. So Quinn, tell us your Instagram handle really quick.
1: It's just my name, Quinn.Tempest. So I couldn't get the one without the dot, but there's just Tempest, and you'll find me and be met with an explosion of color and murals and hopefully a little bit of inspiration as well.
0: Yeah, awesome. Okay, so tell us your creative story. How did you fall in love with creating?
1: Oh, gosh, I just feel like I was born with a creative spirit. I remember throughout my childhood, creating things like little bead animals. And then for a while, I taught myself to sew. And so I started creating my own clothes. I would go to like Goodwill or consignment stores and buy like bed sheets and old vintage clothing. And I'd rip them apart and reconstruct them into something new, cool, and hopefully exciting. And through that, I started just tapping into my entrepreneurial spirit as well. You know, I was always thinking, okay, I love creating. I love designing. I just love bringing ideas to life. How can I make something out of this? So every time I would create something, I would think that way. And so even when I was probably 10, you know, I was peddling my little bead animals that were created with pony beads and ribbon and selling them to the neighborhood kids down the street. And then in high school, when I had my sewing business, well, I decided I was actually gonna turn it into something. So that's when I taught myself how to create websites and design them. And I used that to sell a few hundred dollars, nothing too crazy, but a few hundred dollars worth of these reconstructed clothes. So honestly, creativity has just been a constant in my life. I think my family always encouraged it And it's just been a big part of my identity. And I think the next thing I really did with it was, gosh, I did flute, I did art, and then I eventually really found my home in theater. So for a long time, my dream was to become an actress, mainly on stage, not so much with the film and TV world, since that's a totally different animal, but I really, really loved the idea of full embodiment and expression on the stage. So that's what I ended up majoring in in college. And during that time, I also needed to pay my bills. So I started working in a costume shop in the theater, uh, both designing and working on the costumes for all of the productions I was either in or some of them I wasn't in as well. So gosh, it's just that's just been a common thread, you know, creative expression, design, turning an idea in from nothing into something. And through that all, that ended up really being what I infused my business with is that that purpose of bringing ideas to life and, and just being creative. So it's just been a common thread and I can't even imagine what I'd be like without that.
0: I love the thread you traced through design, through all of your um, different, you know, hobbies and interest and then businesses and things. And so now you focus a lot on digital design. Um, And so this is how we were just talking about this, how we kind of connected was um, you create the PDFs for 21 Secrets. Um, So a lot of people who listen to this podcast have probably taken a 21 Secrets class and have held your work in their hands and didn't even know it.
1: That's crazy. Um, Yeah. I met Connie. She's one of my longest clients now. And we met Probably eight years ago, in a yoga teacher training course. And I was just starting my business at the time. She was a few years in, and she needed someone to just help her produce her workshops, to do design for her. And so we've been together for eight years, and I've been kind of helping her with everything through two rebrands. Now she has her own personal brand, brand new spanking website. And through that all, we've really become a strategic partner, not just her designer, but her strategic brand partner. And uh, I couldn't be happier. And then, yeah, and then I made that connection that you were on one of the recent editions of that because I saw your name and, you know, I laid out the worksheet workshop and everything. And I was like, how funny. We're Insta friends and now somehow professional connections.
0: I know. It's so funny. I love how that happens in this small internet world. Yeah. Um, so can you share with us a little bit of what your creative process is like maybe when you're working on a design project?
1: Yes. And the keyword word there definitely is process. You know, I think for a long time, I kind of ignored the idea of having a set process because I thought that creativity should be really unbridled and free but then i really looked to a lot of my acting training and other projects that i did and there was always a method you know there was always a structure to getting into character to learning your lines to messing up and being okay with it and then using all of that to create a performance so i said to myself you know how can i do that in my design and creative business That I will give myself structure, but then within that structure, allow myself flexibility to be creative, to have space to think and be and breathe. And so when I sat down about two years ago to kind of retool everything, I really decided I was going to do a step-by-step process for each of my main types of projects, which in my business would be branding, web design, and digital strategy. And so I literally wrote out every little thing that I did step by step. I just did a huge brain dump. And then I looked at it and said, okay, how can I start to categorize this into phases? Because my whole goal really was to take some of the mental energy out of my creative process so that I could free myself up to be more spontaneous, to be more creative, to be more in touch with my clients' needs. So from that process of creating that step-by-step system, I then built it out in a project management software. I use one called Asana. It's free to use and awesome. And so for every client that comes in the door... I literally replicate my process template. I have scripts of things that I say all the time so I can just copy and paste. And I know exactly what's coming next in my process so that I don't have to spend the mental energy deciding a timeline or deciding what next thing I need to do. I just get to create. And that has freed up so much of my energy. It's helped me really dig deep into my client's needs and give them a result that's much more effective and sustainable in the long run. And I know that's maybe not what you're expecting. I don't know when you ask about creative process, but for me, like there has to be the left brain and the right brain and they have to be balanced. And I think so many of us just shoo-shoo or foo-foo all of the process stuff that can make such a difference in what we bring to the world.
0: No, that is such a good point that you make because I know a lot of people do get stuck in that process where they're like, I want to create and I have this big vision, but I don't know how to bring it to life. And so breaking it down into steps, just like what you're saying is a perfect way to move yourself along that continuum of the creation process.
1: I agree. And I think we get so caught up in our heads sometimes. And for me, my process is literally getting out of my head and more into my heart And that has really made all the difference.
0: Yeah, I yeah, I think that's a really great um, point that I didn't expect you to make, but I love that. (laughs) Well,
1: good surprises Um, then.
0: So when I was thinking about this series of how people are using their creativity to create good in the world, uh, I thought about you for how you are involved in your literal neighborhood in your town, um, and how you're doing that in you're making a difference and you're making changes there in such a tangible way uh, So I would love it if you would share a little bit more about your involvement uh, in Phoenix and why you got involved what was bothering you and, and what did you do about it?
1: Yeah well a little bit of backstory to give you context too So I grew up here in Phoenix, hated it, couldn't wait to leave as did most of the people I grew up with It just there wasn't really much back then you know the downtown area, was a ghost town. People would come for work and then they would leave or they would go to a baseball game and then they would leave. It wasn't safe. And it just wasn't a fun place to grow up. Although it's beautiful, there's mountains and everything. It just, it wasn't for me. So I left as soon as I could. I went to college in LA. And during that time in LA, I got so burnt out. I just learned some hard professional lessons And I ended up needing to move home to kind of recover from that that time and really ask myself some hard questions about what I wanted to do with my life. So I moved back to Phoenix, again, not wanting to be here, kind of coming here as a pit stop, to be honest, on my way to a better city like San Francisco, for example. And so I moved in with my parents, you know, which is every 24-year-old's dream. (laughs) And I started just kind of exploring the city a little bit, deciding what I wanted to do next. And I was also at the time enrolled in a yoga teacher training. So what I did was I started going to just some cafes that had popped up. And while I was gone, by the way, there had been so many different changes that made the city almost unrecognizable from what I remembered. One of the biggest things was that we got a light rail system. So right through our big main street, which is Central Avenue, there was a new train. And along that corridor, a lot of cool things had started to pop up, like these cafes that I would frequent, little lunch spots, just really neat stuff happening. So because I didn't really know anyone, most of my friends had left, I started going to some community dinners along that light rail corridor. And I just began to meet the nicest people, people that were really, really passionate about Phoenix, which is something I didn't know existed. You know, they wanted to make a difference. They wanted to shape the future of the city into something that they could be proud of. And I just got hooked. I didn't realize this was a thing here. And, you know, through all that time, I kept thinking I was going to go to San Francisco. But after a while, I was like, you know, either I'm going to move to a big city and be that little fish in a big pond, or I could stay right here. And although we're a big city, it's a little bit different, or I could just stay right here and make a real difference for my hometown. And so that's what I decided to do. And Through all those connections, through those dinners, just going to all of these events, I started to kind of brainstorm along with my then boyfriend, now husband, about how we could get more directly involved because we saw how supportive the community was. And I think that's the thing that's so crazy about Phoenix is that You can really just raise your hand and say, I want to do X, Y, and Z, and then you're going to have 10 people there helping you do that. It's just—it's the craziest place where you can gain the support for ideas because they look up to leaders here. And so we decided the best way we could help was to create our own organization, totally volunteer-based. We used to joke that it was so nonprofit, it wasn't even a real nonprofit (laughs) because we didn't make any money. Uh, But we created a creative and community online platform called This Could Be Phoenix. And so the whole goal was to help people envision the future of downtown Phoenix and to get them to engage in conversations around shaping that future. So with my expertise in digital marketing and content, and I could also create a website, and then my husband's expertise is in architecture we would do these really neat projects where we would take an empty lot or a vacant building, which there was a plethora back then, this was about six years ago, and we would re-envision what it could be in a thriving downtown. So he would do a rendering, I would do the write-up and the webpage and the promotion, and then we would engage the community around their feedback with that idea. And it was just such a cool time. It was so creative. We somehow gained thousands of followers on Facebook. We had an email list. We had this popular blog. We would get recognized on the street. And it was all just so surreal because we literally were like, we just have a website and people love it. But it really just tapped into the interest of the community at the time of like, how can we shape this together? How can we make downtown Phoenix a better place to live. So really through that, uh, through that kind of influence we created, I ended up getting appointed by the mayor to a commission. So it's the Citizens Transportation Commission, which oversees, gosh, I think it's $32 billion of funding for transportation improvements through 2050. I was the youngest member. I was the only one that didn't own a car and haven't owned a car in for six years. It was probably the most challenging thing I've ever done, but I was representing transit users and I really wanted to make sure that their voice was heard because oftentimes they are not listened to in a very auto-centric city like ours. And then the second thing through that influence, I got appointed to the board of directors of Downtown Phoenix, Inc., which is the Business Improvement District overseeing the revitalization efforts down here. So that's kind of the story. That's kind of what I do and what I have done. Um, Although right now I'm kind of transitioning a little bit out of it um, so I can focus a bit more on building my own community online outside of the Phoenix area. But I'll still be involved. It will just be in a different capacity. So that's kind of the lowdown. And I'm happy to answer any other specific questions about that
0: so you are doing so many cool things and it sounds like you're doing something really like mature and only someone who's like really old and has all this influence and connection could do but you decided just who you are exactly right now under 30 that you were capable of making a change and a difference in your city and i Love that. Um, Can you tell us some changes that you've seen through advocating and participating and how your city makes decisions?
1: Yeah. To your point, we were definitely young when we started. We're not under 30 anymore, but we were when we started it. And that was the coolest thing was, I think once you can create an idea and communicate it purposefully and also use a digital platform to do that people think you're cooler than maybe you are, you know, like that you can gain the influence. And I think that was what shocked us so much was we just went around saying, well, we just have a blog. Like, why is everyone kind of freaking out? But it was a good thing. We, people were supporting us. They were helping us. We were gaining this influence and getting into conversations that, you know, I was at least 30 years younger than most other people at the table And I think that's really, really important, especially in forming a city and forming a local community, is that most of the people at these events, at these meetings are of a certain age because A, they have the time. You know, many of us in our career are busy trying to build it while many of the retired folks are done. And also, like, it's good because we have the younger, fresh perspective, and we're also the future of the city. And so I think some of the results we saw, to answer your question, was just the shift in perspective that we were able to encourage within the city as a whole. And one of the things we would always say is we have to change the narrative of downtown Phoenix. And we really saw that as being our main goal for this could be Phoenix. Because for so long, people thought it was unsafe, it was dirty, you don't go there after work. And yeah, that might have been true 20 years ago, but five years ago, six years ago when we started this, that perception no longer held true. And so now we've definitely seen a shift. we see more people coming downtown. There's more businesses here. There's more people living here, not just working here. And so that general shift in narrative and shift in perception was really something that we focused on and I think has been successfully altered. And that is honestly huge. I won't say that the shift in perspective is perfect in other areas like public transportation uh, versus being an auto-centric city. Uh, And that's been really frustrating, to be honest. But I think the biggest benefit we saw was the change in the belief around what downtown could be. And when you get people to believe in the future of something, you get them to act accordingly to bring that vision alive.
0: Yeah. I like how you touched on some of the challenges and that this is not, you know, an overnight thing. It's not like, you know, it's just not instant. Um, How do you, how would you, what would you say to someone who is getting started? They see a problem in their city. They don't quite know how to fix it. How do they get involved?
1: I think the best thing is just to start going to meetings and events and talking with people because there's so many different ways that you could get involved. And I think if you're starting out, you really wanna understand A, what you're interested in, B, where you can really make a difference. Um, so we would have meetings probably every week with younger folks that were asking us how to get involved and that's what we would tell them. We would give them a list of organizations to go check out and we would also kind of give them guidance on the different categories of advocacy you know, for example, there's a very thriving arts community here. You know, is that something you want to help with? Or is it more within the public transportation realm? That's where I ended up moving. Or is it within the development world? You know, you got to kind of figure out what is that category you want to make an impact on and then start moving in that direction. Um, and you will find it will be difficult. And any sort of realm. and so you need to make sure, especially if it's volunteer, especially if it's advocacy, that you actually care and feel passionate about these things.
0: I love how you mentioned the um, the creative sector of this. So tell us how we can use our creative skills to make changes and impacts in our city. I know you touched on it some, but can you expand on that a little more?
1: Yeah. So I think one way that you can be creative is just to first immerse yourself in the environment that you're in. Because you need paints, you need, you know, you need the palette to paint with in, in a sense. So you really need to get to know your community before you know need, before you really understand what it needs. And then you need to understand, well, what is the impact that you can make? And what are the unique skills that you bring to the table? I think with Ryan and I, my husband and I, we clearly saw a gap that needed to be filled. And I wanted to turn it into a large platform. He could have kept it small, kept it a little bit more intimate, and just kind of done his renderings and write-ups. And I was able to take what he did and turn it into something bigger. So I think it's really about figuring out what your skill sets are and bringing that to what you want to make a difference in in your community and then find good collaborators that will help you. I can't tell you how many friends that I currently have that I met through our advocacy work with This Could Be Phoenix. Some were even in our wedding. Some have been lifelong friends and neighbors. And I think that's really, really key is to start build... Building a tribe around the people that can help you bring your ideas to life, both locally or in a more broad sense in your business or whatnot.
0: I think that's such an important um, idea that you brought up about being in community and building up those um, connections and those collaborations that You know, right now we live in a very saturated online world where everybody's passionate about everything and we can repost stuff a lot, but it's all very lonely and it's hard to see change in that. Um, So I love what you said about you have to get involved. You have to go to meetings. You have to go and be there in person and participate and then make those connections because you can't change everything on your own. No one can. We have to have, um, that team and that community with all those different skills and ideas and connections um, to make those changes. So, I love that you made that point. I think that's a really important one that I hope people are getting out of this episode.
1: Yeah. And I will add to that, you also need to find out what doesn't work for you. You know, you, and I think everything is revealed in contrast. So, you need to learn what makes you light up in these types of situations and what makes you contract. I know for me, I, on that commission, I mentioned I've been on it for four years. Just last week, I put my resignation in just about a month before the end of my term. So just so I can focus on my business. Um, but it, it got to a point, to be honest, where I was so contracted in those meetings that I was I was getting so emotional. It was so difficult for me. I had to shape my opinions In a room of people who didn't care, who didn't get it. And it was really, really frustrating. And it got to the point where I could not handle it anymore. And I think that was the point where I said, okay, I'm going to finish out as much of my term as I can, but I have to move on and we have to get someone else in here that can bring more of a passion and a fervor than what I can right now. So I think that would be one more point that I think anyone listening should consider in advocacy work is if it's just too over your edge, consider stepping back. Uh, or consider, is this a way that you can grow, you know, cause a, a challenge can be a growth opportunity or a challenge can be just too much. And I think for me recently, it got to be too much. So I have had to make some changes.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry that you experienced that. I, I know that feeling and I know, yeah. you know, how hard it is to care so much, but not be able to kind of see the traction um and find that connection point that you need to make those changes and that difference um so i love what you're saying here about you know being honest and figuring out what you're passionate about and what your purpose is and so you recently created a purpose project um and you're using your love for creativity and um your ability to help others find their purpose So can you share a little bit more about that and how we can find our purpose to use our creativity for good in the world?
1: Yes, I'm excited you asked. And I actually just submitted a couple weeks ago, I hired a real lawyer to submit a real trademark application for the phrase, not find your purpose. It's actually create your purpose. So my
0: Uh, perfect.
1: Yes, I'm very excited. So I I have to wait six to 12 months for the government to tell me it's mine, but I expect I will get it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, the government. (laughs) I know, I know. It'll take forever. So my idea here and my philosophy in life and business is that we don't find our purpose, is that we can uncover what it is through intentional reflection. We can create a vision for what we want our future to be. And then we can build a plan to actually make it happen. And that plan and that making it happen is creating your purpose. And so basically everything I've been creating in my business for, well, at least trying to and working towards it in the past few months is around this idea So, one of the first things that I released, which you have mentioned, is the purpose quiz. So, I wanted to give people entrepreneurs, but also entrepreneurial humans. You know, there's a lot of them that have full time jobs or side hustles that aren't necessarily full time in their business. So, it's for both of these types of people. And it's to help them understand what their purpose could be. It doesn't tell them what their purpose is because I could never promise someone that, but it gives them some tools to reflect with intention on their past and also on the impact they want to make in the future. So I spent over two months creating this quiz, which was really fun, but also just a complete mind trip to really think about how I would categorize the hundreds, thousands of entrepreneurs I met over my career into about eight groups. And so I'm calling those eight groups, the purpose profiles. So when you take the quiz, it's only 12 questions. You are guided through these different reflection points. And then based on your questions, you get a result of one of these purpose profiles. So for example. Uh, I'm guessing, but I'm not sure, Lauren, that you are the creator. Is that what? Did you take it? Is that what you got?
0: I did. No, I got the connector.
1: Oh, you got the connector. Cool. Yeah. That is a good one. So, the connector, for instance, is all about being the center of a network uh, with connecting. People, connecting ideas, connecting things. And really, the overarching drive is that idea of connection. Now, does that tell you your purpose? No, but it gives you uh, insight into really what makes you tick. And then you can look at the other eight and say, is there a secondary profile that really resonates with you? So, for example, for me, now I could never take my own quiz because I'm way too biased, but I would assume that I would get the result of the leader which is all about empowerment. But my secondary profile that I resonate with is the creator, which is all about creativity and bringing ideas to life. So that is really the first piece of this create your purpose puzzle is just to give people a fun, interactive reflection tool to think about what that deeper why is that drives them. And then the next thing that I'm doing, which I think by the time this podcast come out, I will have announced publicly so I can say it. I am starting my own membership community around this idea of Create Your Purpose. So it's going to be a six-month program. The first month is really helping entrepreneurs tap into that deeper why that drives them and then the final kind of four or five months is a community experience where we can support each other i'll be teaching master classes i'll be giving people the tools to actually bring that to life through their business and their life so this create your purpose world is becoming way bigger than i ever expected but i truly truly think it can transform people's lives their businesses, and just make them feel more empowered and fulfilled every day and less anxious, unsure, and burning out, you know, because I've definitely been there and I don't want to go back.
0: Yeah, I took the quiz um, and it was really fantastic, super easy to use. Um, and I did. I felt very connected to my profile. You gave, um, you know, like three strengths and three things you could work on. And I was like, those are exactly me. I like. I was very impressed with how intuitive you were in that. Um, and yeah, and then you could look at all the different profiles um, through your site. And so I want to challenge everyone. To go, even if you're not an entrepreneur, to go and take the quiz because it'll help you as you're thinking about what is your purpose through how can you create good with your creativity. And I think it would give you some good insight. Um, And your site is really colorful and beautiful. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, so I want you guys to go take the quiz and then I'll put up a post on Instagram and I want you to come tell um, Quinn and I what profile you got.
1: Yes, please do. It's so fun. You know, this was quite the experience to create the quiz because as you said, I really had to dig deep in the intuition to figure out the strengths, the challenges, and then how I could create questions and answers that would lead people to a specific result. And so far, to be honest, it seems pretty spot on, (laughs) not to toot my own horn, but like everyone's saying it's pretty, pretty reflective of how they feel. Um, And then, you know, I provide some follow up resources and emails so that they can reflect more on this, because it's really just the start of the journey. And that journey can take a while, it can take a second, but it's really just helping people tap into that deeper drive for their life. And I think, you know, when you know that you can lead from that, and let that why drive all of your what's. And when you're able to do that, you just, you feel so much more empowered in your life and, and focused.
0: Yeah. And so what would you say would be the next step? You know, we, we get our profile. How can we figure out what our purpose is and to use our creativity to create good in our world?
1: I think one of the first things is to look backwards You know, Steve Jobs has this quote um, that I always love and mention: Uh, you can't connect the dots looking forward, but you can looking backwards. So, first, you kind of have to just observe the dots as they have fallen through your life. You know, ask yourself some big questions: like, what are some key experiences that have shaped you and why? You know, for me, one of my biggest experiences I, I only mentioned earlier was burning out in my first job out of college in L.A. You know, I burnt out so badly that I ended up in the hospital and I told myself I would never do that again. I would never ignore warning signs and I would actually figure out what I wanted to do with my life. So that was not necessarily a positive experience, but I was able to frame it in a way that helped me understand what I wanted to do moving forward. And that would be the next step is reflect on the past, observe the dots, and then look at what you want your future to be like. You know, what impact do you wanna make? What is the good that you want to bring to the world? And who do you wanna uniquely serve and why? And then from there, you have to start connecting the dots, you know, looking at the past, creating the future, and then creating an action plan to actually move you forward In that realm. So I think these are some big questions you have to ask, but it really just starts with reflecting with intention and deciding a vision for your future. And I think if you just keep it in the back of your head throughout that, it's like, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? And just keep asking the question, you will start to just decide it. You know, it's not finding it, it's more, I think it's more akin to uncovering it uncovering that common thread that's always been there and you just didn't know until you looked close enough. So it's uncovering the purpose and then it's creating it. Then it's bringing it to life. Then it's aligning it in everything you do, both in your business and in your life.
0: You are exactly right. For people who've been following uh, my story in this past you know, six months as Uh, This podcast season has been unfolding. I've been doing exactly what you're talking about, Quinn. I looked back. I connected those dots you know, I was a social worker and then I left a so- being a social worker to run an online creative business. And then I felt, you know, something wasn't quite jiving right there with me and I was missing social work, but I definitely didn't want to go back to being a social worker. Um, and so I started to look at the things that I was enjoying and I loved advocating for people. I love social justice. I love creativity. I love connecting with people. I love being with people, and so I've been working to kind of change and overhaul my whole business to bring all of those things together to serve that purpose of using creativity to create good in the world. And you know this this podcast, this series of uh, how she creates good, is an outpouring of that. You know, it's it's the direction that I'm going as I'm figuring out that purpose, and so. Um, I love your explanation of it. That was so perfect about connecting the dots. And so I hope people can see, you know, myself and you and all of these different people, um, doing that and following that roadmap to find our purpose of how we're creating good in the world. Um, so I love that you are creating this resource for people to help them do that. It is so, so exciting.
1: Yeah. Um, and- you know, I think I love your story. And I think one thing that you've Been able to capitalize on, and I know I intentionally take advantage of, is how you can use digital media to communicate your purpose and to build your community. You know, I've done the community building in real life here locally in Phoenix, and now I've been turning a lot of my attention to doing it online with a tribe of people centered around this idea of creating your purpose. And I think we're just in this amazing age. Where we can build a platform without the cultural gatekeepers, without traditional means, completely on our own with like a website, a logo and an email list and maybe an Instagram platform, you know, like this is an amazing time that we can communicate and create our purpose and reach the people that we can actually make an impact on more than ever before And I just can't emphasize this enough is that, and that actually is a big part of the community I'm building is well, now you know your purpose. How do you build it? You know, how do you build a brand that is effective? How do you create an Instagram marketing to communicate that purpose? How do you use email to do that? Because I think the more and more authentic, purpose driven entrepreneurs. I and we can nurture, you know, through your podcast, through my work, the better the world's going to be. And maybe that's a big ask. And I'm getting very uh, excited and my hands are moving all over the place right now. But I really, truly feel like we need more entrepreneurs bringing good ideas to life. And if that means I have to build a system to do that, then I'm going to. But digital is really the way that we can do that um, most effectively.
0: That is the best reframing of the internet that I've ever heard. We have to stop complaining about the Kardashians, and we have to start using our power in these platforms that we have to to create good.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can complain about them if you want. <laughs> like, I, I honestly get it. Like, I get the shadow side of the internet. I get the dark side of even Instagram. You know, but. I see way more benefits than negatives, and I think what's talked about more in our culture and in media is the negative, whereas I try to just kind of ignore it and say, you know what, this is giving me a platform that I can build that's uniquely my own, and I can reach hundreds, thousands, millions of people with my message, and I want to learn exactly how to do that the most powerful way I can. So I think we just have to like ignore some of the, the messaging we hear about it and just root ourselves in our purpose and then use the tools that are available to us to communicate it.
0: Yes. Um, I am going to link in the show notes an Instagram post that I did a while back where I made a list of my favorite, um, Instagram accounts to follow that were creating good in the world. How cool. Um, It's, it's an, it's a really great list of people who are doing really, really good, big things. Um, And a lot of them are, you know, it's through using their creativity. And so I'm going to link that if people want to um, maybe flip around some of their Instagram scrolling to infuse a little bit more of that good into their day through the internet. Um, So Quinn, you do so many amazing things, but tell us what living a creative lifestyle looks like. And means to you?
1: I think living a creative lifestyle is treating your life like a work of art. You build the foundation, you layer on the goodies, and then you add the finishing touches. And I really think this approach of creative living, not just creativity in a certain format like a painting or a website or a design, but actually treating your life and your business and your work like art and like a creative piece. I just think that's transformative. And the more and more I've learned how to take advantage of that, the more empowered I feel, the less I get in my own way and the more just purposeful I am. So I think, I think that's it is just teach, treating your life like a work of art and building it that way.
0: Beautiful. So where do you go when you need some inspiration? What's your favorite resource for creativity when your well is running low?
1: Oh, gosh. You know, that's an interesting question. I feel like for me, and I don't know if this is exactly the answer, but I'm going to go with it, is on my body. Is that weird? Like yoga, uh, running. Like I have to get out of my head and into my body In order to regain a sense of inspiration, Um, I think I just have to stop thinking so much. And that's when everything starts to flow again. And usually, physical activity helps me with that. Um, Otherwise, books, um, you know, just meeting up with friends, my community, definitely here in Phoenix. You know, I I always schedule something throughout the week just to tap into that and tap into real life connections uh, instead of just virtual ones and definitely like my instagram community and hopefully my actual community that i'm building will will be that for me and for the people in it. so those are a few of the places i find inspiration.
0: oh that's perfect. i love your idea of clearing your head, you know, getting out, moving, doing something different, stopping, you know, spinning your wheels on something that makes a big difference. i love yeah, that answer. that's no, a good one.
1: I, I feel like half my good ideas have come on a run, in pigeon pose and yoga or in the shower.
0: I mean, that's where all ideas come from. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what is new with you? What can we be looking out for? You've told us a little bit, but remind us.
1: Yeah. So the community is really my, the biggest thing I've ever created. Um, and that is going to be starting in late September. So I have a wait list now and We'll be inviting people soon. Uh, So I'm just going to be running a beta of that for the fall, but it'll be opening up to a little bit more people for a second round in early 2020. Um, And then I've just got quite a few big speaking engagements coming up. So I uh, will be out around the country speaking about both Purposed as well as Instagram marketing and digital marketing. Uh, so those are a couple of my things and hopefully I'll make it through the next four weeks of traveling and then I'll have some time off here at home.
0: Awesome. Well, that all sounds so fantastic. So we're all going to go take your quiz. Yes. And if some people want to join your community, that would be really incredible. I cannot wait to see the purpose and the projects um, that are going to come out of that community. It's going to be really Awesome. Uh, So Quinn, tell us really quickly where everyone can find you and the Create Your Purpose quiz.
1: Yes. So the quiz is right on my website. So it's just quintempest.com and you will see a menu item that says Create Your Purpose. So you can take the quiz there. If you want more of me on a day-to-day basis, I spend far too much time on Instagram. So you can find me there. I'm on Instagram stories quite a bit. Or if you just have any specific questions or want to pick my brain, um, my email is hello at quintempest.com.
0: Awesome. Well, we're going to have links to all that in the show notes, and we cannot wait to hang out with you guys on Instagram and hear about your purpose profile. So thank you so much, Quinn, for being here and hanging out with us. And we hope you guys have a fantastic week, and we'll see you for another episode of How She Creates. Thank you so much for listening to How She Creates. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to know more about the show, please visit lauren-likes.com podcast and be sure to sign up for the newsletter to know when new episodes are out and to stay up to date with all of the crafty, creative happenings around here. If you would take a moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes, that would be so helpful to let me know what you thought of the show and share with all your friends on Instagram by tagging me at Lauren Likes Blog and using the hashtag HowSheCreates. Until next week, I hope you get curious and go explore something.